Hello everyone. Ooh. Take a second to stretch because that's what I just did. But it has been a while now and I will explain. And it might be a bit of a mess because I'm not looking at my notes as I'm doing this like I usually do. And I'll be slightly slightly more informal little podcast and probably unintentionally ASMR because I'm moving around and getting ready for work as I'm doing this but I wanted to talk about this and I kept thinking I don't have time I don't have time I don't have time making excuses and really I just like didn't want to talk about it um because you can always make time if you care enough <laughs> um you just have to rearrange things so I'm rearranging and time when I would normally be sitting on my phone scrolling or feeling bad about myself or whatever I'm doing mindlessly I'm going to intentionally talk about something that's hard to talk about instead so I don't want to say I hope you enjoy because I don't know if it's the kind of thing you can enjoy or not but I hope it connects I hope it feels real I hope maybe it helps you I hope maybe it helps me even if that help isn't moving the moon so we can reach it, but reminding us that we have the strength to reach the moon on our own, because that's the reminder I've needed. So I'm going to try and talk about this. It might be a bit rushed. I might sound far away sometimes and too close sometimes, or you could hear me, you know, jumping around trying to put my pants on or something <laughs> and getting in my car and everything but it'll feel cozy it'll feel like you're here with me we're having coffee and i'm just buzzing about my place and that's always kind of what i've hoped for how i reach people something informal something you can wear your pj pants for you can wear your sunday best if you want you can wear a gown if you want you can wear nothing if you want i don't care judgment free zone so, with that being said, I'm going to start buzzing around and getting ready because I'm running late now. Because <laughs> I was providing myself peace for too long. <laughs> as I usually do. And it's that time. So forgive me. And please stay. <laughs> There's a point eventually. But, something I've been thinking about for a while is coming back to this and... Wondering why I'm not, and wondering why I should, or what I should say, or what I shouldn't say, and kind of punishing myself for feeling like I'm supposed to have the answers when all I have are questions, and all I have are uncertainties, and it's always been kind of a big fear of mine. If not my biggest fear is being uncertain, having questions that have no answers. Answers people can't give me that I have to give myself because I've never trusted myself. And I just never realized that was exactly the problem. Until I was realizing that sometimes people would say I don't know. Or they wouldn't choose for me. And I would get upset and angry and frustrated and I couldn't figure out why. 
you know, because I understand that people are human. And my answer to a lot of things is I don't know. And why can't theirs also be I don't know, you know? But it makes me uncomfortable. I think it's scary. I want to run from it, the uncertainty. And I did, you know? Because an artist, I mean, there's only so much you can run from, but in terms of who I want to be as a creator and a creative, I want to explore the unknowns, not run from them. I had moments of weakness that led to sort of a chapter of weakness. Well, I don't want to say weakness, but a chapter of giving in to hesitation, if you will. This is not who I want to be at this point in my life or at any point in my life anymore, but um, I was scared and confused. Couldn't understand myself, but isn't it cute? That bird is so cute. <laughs> um, what I wanted or anything. I've always felt like if you have a podcast or if you write a book or you offer a service that is creative like this, it's always an outlet and it's something that people come to. It's it's therapeutic. And in my mind, it felt like I'm creating, but it's I'm creating something where I don't have the answers. Then, like, who am I? Like, who cares? You know? And I forget that a lot of the creatives that I go to aren't necessarily people with the answers either. They're just people with the same questions as me and people that are going through the same things as me and make me feel less alone because we don't always want to pick something up that tells us who to be and how to be and we just, we want to be pointed in the right direction. At least I do. But sometimes I get lost in it and confused and tell myself that I want the answers, but I don't really, I don't really want to skip the questioning phase. I don't really want to skip the uncertainty. That's where you learn the most. But I think I've spent kind of a while lately forgetting that part of myself and wanting to skip, wanting the answers, wanting someone to tell me, wanting someone to choose for me. And feeling like I had nothing to offer because I didn't have the answers, only questions. I felt like a fraud. I felt like, who am I to write, to do a podcast, to compile my works into another book, to put it out into the world? Who am I? So I ran from it. It was something I love. Because I felt like I didn't have to write. Because I was confused and I felt lost and I didn't feel positive all the time, every second of the day. I feel positive a lot and I make a lot of changes, but sometimes positivity is gritty and raw and real. And I wanted to skip past anybody seeing that part of my positivity. That positivity sometimes look like, looks like shoving your hands in the dirt, coming up unclean, but weeding out parts of your life that you don't need that aren't helping you 
that are in the way of you growing. Sometimes it's moving yourself closer to the sun, leaving something behind that's comfortable because you aren't growing. Leaving behind something you know, letting yourself get rained on, get poured on, get stormed on, whatever. Reminding yourself that it's helping you. And it's not always pretty. Positive isn't pretty. Positive shouldn't always be pretty. <laughs> but positive should be profitable. And I don't mean just financially. I mean for you, for where your wealth comes from. Where your inner wealth comes from. Your mental wealth. Emotional wealth. Positivity should be profitable for those parts of you that are meant to grow. And um, a lot of my positivity hasn't always been pretty, but it's been profitable for my emotional wealth, my mental wealth, and even my financial wealth, hopefully. It can be hard to see it in a moment. It can be really hard to see it in a moment, actually. And yeah, I felt like a fraud for creating all these parts of myself, these extensions of myself, where I felt like I've not promoted, but kind of promoted myself. I, I, I suppose as a place where people could come and answer their questions and feel less alone and I think those those things are true but I was going about it in the wrong way for me I thought it meant I had to know everything for everyone else and know everything for me and that's just not realistic that's never gonna happen um, so it was kind of hard to come to that understanding and be at peace with it and um, I've been thinking a lot about working on my second book and I've been working on my second book kind of mostly mentally right now so I can map and plan a vision but I've been working on that in every way that begins a process before a process looks like a process <laughs> and a big part of that has been my best friend getting published which is I mean the most overdue thing I could possibly think of she is the most talented writer I know she's way better writer than me I mean miles and miles better she's beautiful and intricate and thoughtful and metaphysical you know she's just she's from another planet i swear to god i swear to the gods you know wherever she's from <laughs> i swear to her maker <laughs> she's just better you know some people are just better she's better at everything and in everything and i love her so much so much and she's finally published and she was talking to me about it and 
she share that she has my book sitting in her room? She looks at it, you know, and I don't know exactly what for. I don't know if it's for inspiration or reminder. In my mind, it's something more along the lines of, oh my God, if she can do it, I can do it. Because Jesus, I mean, my best friend is just crazy talented. She's crazy talented. And I feel like a schmuck, you know, in comparison. And she would argue with me, but she would say, no. <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't do that. But it sounds like her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, love. That was probably a bad impression if you're listening. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> But she would, she would argue with me. But she is way, way more talented writer than me. And for her to have doubted herself is just... It's beyond my capacity to understand. But also at the same time, I understand. You know, and... I just think it couldn't have happened to a more deserving person. And that the world is finally seeing what I've always seen in her. Which is everything. The molecules of the universe are in her. And in every step she takes. Every time she bats her eyelashes, I swear to God, it's like particles just create another planet somewhere. She's so talented. And I wish more people knew how talented they were. I wish she knew how talented she is. I wish everyone had someone to remind them. But love your people and love yourself. Because your people always notice when you're not loving yourself. And her getting published like this has reminded me of her speaking about me and my work and how it's helped her get to the point she's at while I've been wrestling with it and wrestling feeling like I don't deserve what I have and what I've done like someone else deserves it more or I didn't deserve it at all or you know xyz I had this huge kind of moment where I published my first book and I was so proud and I felt like I'd really done something for once I'd stopped waiting and stopped sitting around and I actually did something that mattered to me and made a difference for me and then I feel like I started waiting again you know like I I did this huge thing that meant the world to me and then I started looking around after this high this I think ambition is my high and meeting goals is my high and I met my goals one of them, I mean, my biggest goal growing up was to be published, to be a writer, to make a difference with my words and let others know that they heard because of my words and et cetera, et cetera. And I did that and I looked around kind of like, well, what now? Like, who am I now? You know, what does it matter if I do nothing else? And for a long time, I didn't understand. And I felt so frustrated myself because I put so much on this one thing this one thing that happened and that I never thought about after it because I didn't care about the money I didn't care about being you know a New York Times bestseller like seemingly every other book you know I didn't care about that it wasn't about that so then I was wondering when I did it like why do I not feel fulfilled 
you know, I guess I just, I always need more from myself. And that's where that imposter syndrome starts to kick in and that feeling of not being enough. And I feel like I, maybe I wasn't looking hard enough, but I couldn't find the answer to the problem of, I did it, now what? After you work, 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 after you read all those self-help books, after you accomplish that goal, okay, how do you sit with the feeling afterwards where you have to make a new goal? Everyone talks about the logic, about the planning, about the analyzing, about the mental steps to get to the next goal, to make a new goal, but no one talks about just sitting with the feeling and how confusing it can be. I imagine it's a bit like a honeymoon. Because honeymoons, in a way, should be a celebration, yes, but does anyone talk about the acknowledgement that maybe a part of you is changing, evolving in a way that you can't unevolve from? There's a part of you that has wings now, but does the butterfly ever miss the cocoon? Does the butterfly ever miss being a caterpillar? And it's not a before and after, it's not bad, then good, it's not a makeover. It's just different parts of ourselves that evolve in different ways. It's like Eevee evolutions, you know? <laughs> All the different forms of Eevee are not better than the other, they're just extensions. But I, I couldn't figure out how to feel. I was waiting for someone to tell me. And in all the ways that I had told myself that I would be someone, people to go to, just to sit with things. I know that they're not alone in wondering. I know they're not alone in feeling and being confused. Having highs and lows. I started punishing myself for the same thing I would never punish someone else for. And that made me angry at myself. And then I wanted to run. And dive into something. And I did, but... I dove into working constantly. And not working in a way that was beneficial or fulfilling. But working in a way that made me forget who I am. And what I want. Made me disappear into... A 9 to 5 that sucked the life out of me. For what, you know? It didn't help. I didn't feel better. It wasn't beneficial at all. But sometimes we need those phases too. Because how do we know what we don't want if we never do it? Forgive me, I'm going to be loud for a second because I'm getting ready to go. Worst ASMR you've ever heard. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, I'll save the rest in, in a second. I'm gonna do some things that are not cute sounding. Maybe I'll play a song or something. Like Jeopardy theme song. I don't know. I don't really know how to do that, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll try it. Um,
I'm not gonna go take a drink right now. Just hold on. <laughs> I don't know who I'm kidding right now. Making my bed. Make your bed, everyone. That's very important. Please make your bed. It makes you feel like you're a human. Wait just a minute. Just a minute, you know. Have some nice sips of coffee before we get my scrunchies. Almost done making noise, I promise. Where is my hoodie? Oh, yeah. Sorry, like I said, this is the worst ASMR. That's the service I provide you. You're welcome. <laughs> it better be everything I need. You're gonna hear me walking, I'm sorry. Sorry, I live right, right near a train track. It's kind of ambient, I guess. Ambient? Is that, is that a word? Or am I talking about a drug? Is that ambient? <laughs> <It's not. laughs> oh my god, there's like a little mini truck. It's so cute. I'm sorry for your ears. This is the worst thing ever. I'm sorry. 
I'll have to plan this better next time. I do apologize. I know my purse fell. So I probably could have just like excluded all of that. <laughs> I might still exclude all of that and just make a new segment. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm so sorry. But um, yeah. So I've really been wrestling with coming back to creating because I feel like I haven't had the answers I've wanted to have and um, I felt like I had to in order to create otherwise I felt like why should anyone listen to me and I don't know and I, I really struggled with being someone that has something to offer or not and I felt like I, I hadn't been like I, I'm not super talented in being artsy in those ways like I'm not a painter I'm not a photographer I'm not a guitar player or a harp player or I don't know any of those specific things and I love all the people I know that are but I'm just not <laughs> it's just not me I don't know how to do it <laughs> it's just not how I am or who I am I've always been someone who's offered art kind of emotionally or like the way that I feel like I interact with people or talk to people is more so my art and my art form and my expression and I've been struggling to figure out where that fits in with being a service and how I can offer that to people um, because I feel like that's been a lot of like personalities have that to offer and I feel like I'm not a personality I know a lot of people that are incredible and interesting and funny and can light up a room and I don't feel like one of those people so then I felt like okay well I'm not that either so what am I who am I what do I offer what can I offer and I still don't really know but I feel like I would be doing myself a disservice and others a disservice if I kept waiting to know because some people never really figured out but have given us some of the most incredible things on the planet and some people don't find their passion or who they are until later and again have given us some of the most beautiful and interesting things on the planet feelings on the planet whatever it may be if I always wait for the answers then I would never start because you have to start with a question can't just start with an answer all the time and I've lost sight of that and I've gotten angry at myself and taken it out on other people because I've been confused and angry and I I do have to say that there's there's been someone lately or there, there was someone recently I should say that kind of gave me this eureka moment of oh shit you know, I did it again. And it, it wasn't like the most profound thing in the world. It wasn't this crazy like hallmark moment of reality striking me. It was someone that I respect. I don't want to say respected because I still respect them and look up to them a lot. Kind of just calling me out. Not in a crazy way, not 
you know, nothing offensive. It wasn't like a big brawl or anything. It was just someone I respect and wanted to learn from and still want to learn from. Kind of stopping me in my tracks of the way I've been living and this pattern that I've gotten into the habit of over the years and kind of just stopping me and I needed that and it's embarrassing and uncomfortable especially when you respect someone because you respect them because you don't respect yourself you wanted them to look at you a certain way and see something in yourself that you don't know how to see but you want someone to see for me anyway and uh, it's like F1 drivers you know they they drive at these crazy speeds and there's always going to be a problem cars are unreliable and unpredictable and they're pushing them to their boundaries to their limits and past it and the cars have problems they always have problems every race a car will have a problem but they don't always stop sometimes they don't stop until the problem makes them or until someone else stops them and says you can't go on like this that's how I am I just keep going around and around on this track thinking I'm accomplishing something thinking I'm getting closer to a goal but I'm getting further from it because I'm making more problems for myself an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by an outside force this person was the outside force I needed when I needed it maybe a bit later than I needed it I needed a kick in the ass a bit sooner than I got <laughs> and he I will say they were incredibly gracious about it and I have all the respect in the world for them but I have this terrible pattern of getting close to people and it seems like the more that I believe in someone, the more that I'm interested in who they are and learning from them, the more likely it is to happen that I need this, like, reassurance from them. And I've been trying to figure out what it is exactly that I need to be reassured about. And I think it's my strength. I don't know who I am outside of someone that is strong and can go through a lot of shit. I don't know who I am other than being strong and surviving. And so in order to, in my wrong attempts to keep people around, to make people love me when I shouldn't be making anyone love me or make anyone stay, people should just want to because I'm being myself. And that's something I've realized now, thanks to this person and many other people in the past that didn't call me out on it, that should have and could have, and I would have deserved it. I realized that I don't know who I am other than someone that survives. So I think in order to make people stay and make people like me, I have to show them that I'm going through a hard time. and like be weak and then save myself or watch them I mean have them watch me go through this hard time so that they'll be like wow she's so strong because that's all I know about myself is that I've been through hard things and it's 
it's kept me in this cycle of being the one to put myself through hard things when I don't need to anymore. I don't need to be surviving anymore. I could just be happy. I should just be happy. And I'll make something like bad happen to myself or end up in these situations and feel okay about ending up in a situation. It's not just because it's okay, because it is, but because I'm like, oh, okay, well now people will see how strong I am and like someone can reassure me that I'm strong and that I'm good enough because I'm strong. And that's not my only characteristic and it's really sad to me that I've identified most with that than anything else about me. And it's kind of put a lot of pressure on people in my life because I'm always trying to prove to myself that I'm strong. So I always self-sabotage. And it's like I'm this emotional roller coaster of a human that brings other people down because I'm trying to prove something to myself. And other people don't need to be involved in that. That has nothing to do with anyone. And it makes me really angry at myself. I'm like getting mad right now because it's not who I am. And I really needed this person to be my outside force. And he didn't need to be that. Nothing in his story required that he do that. It's not part of his life. It's not part of his story that he needed to do that for me. I needed that. And that's where my frustration comes in. Because I've always relied on myself. And someone else had to come in from the outside and stop this high-speed chase I was on with myself. But I'm grateful. And I needed it. And I need to go figure out who the hell I am other than a survivor. And I need to know that it's okay not to have the answers. And it's okay to say what now and to feel and to laugh and be sad, but not always sad and not always happy, not always laughing, but everything. And it's okay to be in between. And it's okay to wonder. And it's okay to be a work in progress. And sometimes it's okay to be an F1 car that breaks down. <laughs> I'm in the pits right now. And I think it's the perfect place to be. Because I'll come back better than ever. <laughs> so if you're in the pits right now too. Baby, we're coming back. We're coming back. Okay? So that's just a little tidbit of what the hell has been going on with me lately. But, man, I love this. I miss this. But I gotta go to work now. I hope you all, whatever day you need to have, whatever it is, I'm gonna go listen to some music that makes me feel damn good and have the day I need to have. But, damn, baby, we're coming back. We're coming back. Anyway, I love you guys. I love you gals. I love everyone in between. I love everyone in the pits. I love everyone on Mars right now. I love everyone high out of their minds right now. Wherever you're at, whatever you're feeling, whoever you are, I love you. That's the Shayway, baby. That's the Shayway.